0: Hello everyone and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night 8 p.m central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. Primetime as always brought to you by our friends over at FreemanHonda.com. We will talk more about them and their ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. As always make sure you check out adcsports.com/dallas as well for more Cowboys content and more Mavericks content including that one from SAC. why a popular Dallas Cowboys mock draft selection could be a bust. So you can check that out over on the site and tonight on the show we have a lot to talk about. Uh, I don't know if we will go towards the longer side of shows because we will talk about the Cowboys potentially trading down. There's been a lot of shatter about this around Cowboys nation. And we will kind of try to break it down. Who could be an ideal trade partner? Is it really likely? And why it sounds widely optimistic, in my opinion. We also have a mock draft in which the Cowboys actually do so. They trade down and we'll close out the show talking about the Cowboys cornerbacks exploring the single digit world in 2022. And we will look at How you guys feel about it, because I know there's some controversy going around that. But before we do any of that, before we do any of that, hit the like button, share the show, and tell me in the chat, what is up, Jesse, saying, I want to see Zach Alarcón. Hey, we all want to. I'm hoping Isaac, the great Isaac, makes it at the very least to the 16-man practice squad. That's what I want to see at the very least. But listen, would you rather trade down or up in the 2022 NFL Draft? I wanted to get, you know, your feelings about that. Like if we were talking about the first round, would you rather trade down or up in the 2022 NFL Draft? I wanna know how everyone feels about this before we get into the actual conversation. So while you give me your answers, and before I give you mine, let me talk to you about our friends over at freemanhyundai.com because the ride of the week, it's a special one, it's a hybrid, and it's not your typical hybrid, it's the 2022 Ionic hybrid. It starts at a very, very affordable price of $26,080, it's got incredible miles per gallon. And I'm talking about 58 in the city and 60 in the highway. Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, two front LCD monitors. And I really, I actually do encourage you to check out the interior over at freemanhundai.com. And it's also got a backup camera. So check out the 2022 Ionic Hybrid over at freemanhundai.com. Family-owned business for over 65 years. Great customer service. Make sure you check them out. Let's see some of your answers here. Uh, Gregory goes with trading up. Tommy says trading up as long as Jordan Davis is close. Robert Chooks says up. Uh, Tina says down, but not too far. Uh, maybe a few spots. Down says big. Gregory with up. Big says, but not out of the first uh preferably two first, but I doubt it down if the great prospects are gone says tommy nine one five and that's where that's where the th- that's where the excuse me someone went crazy I think that they're doing some work here in the house <laughs> and I kind of got rattled a little bit with a blow. But everything's up. Uh, everything's good. Zach Green says up is if if it's for alignment. That's where that's where we get into the gray area, right? Who is a great prospect? Who is not a great prospect? And when does it make sense to trade down or up? My answer to the question is usually I am pro trading down. Trading down in the NFL draft has proven to be usually the right thing to do. Of course, every trade has a winner, every trade has a loser. But we've learned by looking at the analytics, looking at the numbers, and statistically speaking, in general, you will get more value if you have more draft picks. And as long as you're not getting destroyed in the negotiating table, trading down tends to be the better way, the best way to go about things. The only problem is, that I get the feeling, I get the feeling that we as a fan base believe that trading down is easier than it really is. Because a lot of the times I hear people saying, you know what, I like Kenyon Green, just to give you an example, but we can get him at 30. And I think that when that's the logic, really doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It makes sense to me, and I was having this conversation on Twitter with Joey Ikes not that long ago, when you're wiped out, when you were aiming for an offensive lineman or a wide receiver, and they are all off the board, so you kind of want to regroup, move back a few spots, and you lower the price enough so it makes sense for another team to climb up. That's, I believe, when it makes sense to trade down. Jesse says, we are at a good spot. I would only trade up for Neil or Cross, says Bick. Uh, and everyone will have his or her players that you say, I would trade up for him or trade down for another one. Uh, Brian account says, the draft is like the stock market. Uh, people try to predict it all the time and most fail. Especially this one. 2022 will be insane. Uh, and, and we've talked about this before on primetime. And reporters who have sources from teams, like, say, in the athletic football show, they were talking about this. Even the teams themselves do not know how the draft will really fall this year in particular. It's usually the case, but more so when the quarterback class is not strong, when you have a lot of edge rushers that people kind of disagree with who is the best. Even Aiden Hutchinson is not the best for everyone. Some people have him as their number three edge rusher, some as their number two. The same with the offensive tackles, the same with the wide receivers. So it's been somewhat of a crazy year for mock drafts and and draft expectations. But here's the thing. Here's the thing when we look at who could be an ideal trade partner for the Dallas Cowboys. And I was looking at this via a mock draft that I was putting together over in the PFF simulator. And as you can see, late in the first round, there is not a lot of teams that could be looking at climbing a few spots to get a quarterback. Maybe the closest to the Cowboys that could use a quarterback are the Detroit Lions. But even them, even them, you got to think about the fact that They only have the 32nd pick, the 66th pick, and the 97th pick. They have a lot of needs, quarterbacks, not great on these years class. So you gotta be hesitant on expecting the Cowboys to be in a position to trade with a quarterback needy team. Now, what could be the key? And I think it's pretty clear when you look at this picture that we have up on the show the position that could allow the Cowboys to trade up for, to trade down. And that's the wide receiver position. And if you take a look at the the picture that's uh, from the PFF mock draft simulator that we have on screen, you have the Bills at 25, the Titans at 26, Packers at 28, Chiefs 29th and 30, all needing a wide receiver. So it looks like If the Cowboys are going to to trade down, it could be with another team that's willing to trade up for the wide receiver that they want. But then again, you need to assume that the Cowboys do not want that wide receiver. And I will give you an example because this one was kind of crazy. This is not the mock draft that we will discuss later, actually. This is another one But I fired up the PFF simulator, and here's how things fell. And it's kind of impressive. At 8, Charles Cross. At 11, Garrett Wilson. And I'm going to name off the the players that were off the board because there were a lot of them. Drake London, Devin Lloyd, the linebacker. Trevor Penning, the offensive tackle. You had uh, Jameson Williams, the wide receiver, at 18. Raymond the tackle at 19th, Dean at 20th, Chris Olavi at 22nd, and Tyler Linderbaum at 23rd. So you had two offensive guards still on the board, Sion Johnson and Kenyon Green, and you have Traylon Burks. Even on a mock draft in which the board felt quite uh, wiped out for the Cowboys at 24th, there were still some prospects there. So if we are assuming that the Cowboys are willing to move out of the 24th slot, for example, in this within this mock draft, they would need to be willing to pass on Zion Johnson, Kenyon Green, and or Traylon Burks. And to me, it's complicated to assume that that could be the case for the Cowboys. But it does feel like if they trade down, they would need to be willing to move on from a player like Traylon Burks. And I don't know that we feel that's the case for a Cowboys team that had three wide receivers visiting the team, uh, three first round wide receivers visiting the team pre-draft. Clay Cup says, we had awesome wide receivers. Dak needs time to throw, slow processor, holds the ball. We need offensive line. That's Clay Cups' take on this. Now offensive line could also be a position in which the Cowboys say, you know what? I'm not in love with Sion Johnson. I'm not in love with Kenyon Green. If a team like, say, the Buccaneers, the Titans, the Bengals are willing to climb up and secure Kenyon Green or Sion Johnson, maybe the Cowboys are willing to do so. But here's the thing. Are we really betting on teams trading up for, a, for an offensive guard? I don't think that could really happen. Now... Which team could be truly a trade partner for Dallas? Michael Dorit says, if we trade down, I am all in, trade all the way out of the second round, pick up two second round picks, says Michael Dorit. If you're trading all the way out of the second round, maybe you're able to get uh, two round, two second rounders. But I think that you need... In order to trade down, you need to be paired with a team that has a lot of picks. So that to me rules out, for example, the Titans. Maybe not that much because it's a a very small trade down and you're only trading back two slots, but the Titans only have 26th overall and 19th overall and 131st in the first three rounds of the draft. They have only seven picks. So if they want to jump from 26 to 24, you're likely looking at a very late round draft pick or a 2023 late round draft pick. So I would, I would really just not look at the Titans as a potential uh, trade partner. I would look at maybe the Chiefs because they've got 29th and 30. They, they can give you one of those plus, say, maybe 50, 62, 94. The Chiefs have five picks in the top 100 and three of them in the top 50. And they also have 103. So the Chiefs are loaded up on picks. Maybe they can be a, an interesting partner for the Cowboys. The Green Bay Packers say that they do not draft a wide receiver at 22. Well, then they would have 28, 53, and 59, and 92. Maybe they trade up and secure the last wide receiver that's left from among the first round prospects before the Bills are on the clock and before the Titans are on the clock. So the Packers would also be a trade partner in my opinion. And then you have one that I think this could be really the ideal trade partner for the Dallas Cowboys if they want to trade down from 24th. I think that it could be the Jets, low key. Uh, Because the Jets have four and 10th, They have those two draft picks, two in the top 10, and then they have 35th, 38th, and 69th. I think that if the Jets are in love with, say, just to give you an example, Traylon Burks, and he is left at 24 before a lot of teams that could be interested in trading a wide receiver, I could see the Jets putting together a trade package and sending it to the Cowboys that could be an interesting possibility. But I'm not going to lie. And I will post this in form, in the form of a question for you. I don't think that the Cowboys will be interested in moving back if these guys are on the board. But I want to know what you guys think. So yes or no, would you trade down? If you were the general manager of the Dallas Cowboys, would you trade down if any of Traylon Burks Canyon Green and Sion Johnson are on the board. And I say these three names specifically because it's my opinion that it's more likely that they are there instead of, say, Chris Olave, say, uh, Drake London, and, and, and a few other players like the linebackers. Yes or no, would you trade down with Burks, Green, Johnson on the board? Primetime Phil says, only fall three are there. And that's a very good answer from primetime Phil. Hey, shout out to primetime Phil. That's a pretty good answer. Only fall three are there. Because maybe you're hoping that one of them remains later in the draft. Cowboys Corner says, yes. Tommy says, no, I am taking Burks for sure. Army Mom Heather says, no. Burner Account says, yes, I would try. Two out of the three would still have to be there for me to say yes. This is Michael. Bruce goes with no. I'm I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm saying no. Because I'm of the opinion that you trade down if you're wiped out. Or you're trading down very few spots. And you know what the, uh, the other team plan is. So for example, Dallas in 2021, when they traded down. They knew. they knew what the Eagles were going to take. They knew that it was a trade down because the other team was going to aim for a wide receiver. It was no secret that that's what, what was going to happen. If you know that and you're comfortable with that scenario, then go for it. But the Cowboys only traded back from 10th to 12th. If, say, they like Canyon Green a lot, they don't like Traylon Burks, I'm just speculating here, and the Titans want to move up to secure Burks, then sure, make that trade happen and get your offensive lineman at 26th and maybe you pick up a third rounder or your fourth rounder or something like that. Otherwise, however, otherwise i i I think the cowboys stay put and they pick at 24th because i think there will be someone that they like at 24th and i do not subscribe to the philosophy of you know what i like this player but i can get him at 30th or 29th i really do not subscribe to that uh possibility a lot i think you trade down if you're wiped out specifically If you're not in the top 10, because maybe top 10 teams can argue that they don't have a big time need. And maybe you you can get a lot of value for trading out of the top 10, because those are premium picks. Tommy says, if they didn't like Burks, they wouldn't have invited him to the star. I agree with that. I agree with that. I think someone is going to be there. I think I have a hard time believing That a trade down is as likely as many people would say with the 24th overall pick. And that's what I wanted to get into tonight. Because I keep seeing the trade down conversation popping up on Twitter, on Facebook, on everywhere. And I get it. Trading down is ideal. Might not be that easy though. Might not be that easy. Especially without a lot of quarterbacks or quarterback needed needed teams at the end of the first round. If, say, there starts to be a late round run at quarterbacks and teams start calling each other and everyone is aware about it and maybe the Lions want to make a jump, the a, a few other teams want to make that jump, maybe it could be that the Cowboys end up getting lucky and get a phone call between and a beating war between two needy teams that want to beat each other. Otherwise, I I don't think that will happen because the quarterback draft class, not great for 2022. The problem is multiple teams have two first-round picks. You could be wiped out, says Michael. Ryan says it really matters what we're getting back in return if we trade down, for sure. Someone asked, and I wanted to get into that. uh, Michael says... Who would have to be available for you to trade up? That's a good question. I, I I I am not that into trading up because I believe that that is very costly and I prefer having a lot of draft picks. But maybe fits within the next three, four, five picks and it's not that costly, to me it would have to be one of the wide receivers. And I'm thinking... Drake London, more than anyone else. Maybe you want to jump the the Packers and secure Drake London. Say that the Packers are the, the floor at 22. Uh, Stingley, I agree with that one. Uh, Joshua and Jeremy Br- Br- brought up Derek Stingley. If it's only a couple of, of spots, I would be in favor of that. Even though it is not a position of need, I wouldn't mind trading up for, for Derek Stingley. I, I, I think Drake London, though. I think Drake London would be that guy for me. Army Mom Heather says Penning or Davis I would trade out for. Clay Cobb says Hamilton and Davis. And Tommy also said Davis or Hamilton. I will tell you what. I do not believe Hamilton will be anywhere close to the Cowboys. I do think Hamilton gets drafted super early in the NFL draft. I do not mind creating up for Jordan Davis. I have absolutely zero faith in the Cowboys doing so. The same with uh, Tyler Linderbaum. Uh, Prime time field brought up Tyler Linderbaum. Well, wait, I don't know if he did bring him up because he says Tyler I so I don't know if this was something else referring to, to Tyler B. I love Tyler Linderbaum. I don't think the Cowboys will take him. Did you guys see... The, the mock draftable chart for Tyler Linderbaum, it's it's a crazy one. Not go, not going to lie. It actually impressed me because it was underwhelming. And I'm going to share it. I'm, let me share it with you really quick. I'm going to share my screen here. Uh, let's see. This is Tyler Linderbaum's mock draftable chart. So just looking at some comparisons of how he ranks among other offensive linemen in the NFL. And we've been talking a lot about him being not being on the 30-visit list, which was a surprise to me. Here we go. Are you guys seeing this right now? Oh, yeah, you are. But let me make it bigger so you can see it. This is Linderbaum's mock, mock draftable chart. So you have a one percentile arm length 6th percentile height, what is this, Uh, 5th percentile weight, and 1st percentile wingspan, so that is certainly not good for Tyler Linderbaum. I I I looked at this mock draftable chart and I was assured that the Cowboys might not be willing to take him even if he's there, and I love him, I love the Iowa product, listen, Maybe I would trade up for him if I was in charge of the Dallas Cowboys. And I think that if you can get a center like him on the team, then that's amazing. Just to give you some reference, uh, let's look for, say, Travis Frederick really quick. And I'm not going to compare him with offensive centers. I'm going to compare him with offensive linemen. Not great. You know, centers are always smaller offensive linemen because you're not that concerned about the arm length. You're not that concerned about the, the height because maybe you want them to be more compact to be able to operate in the, in the mess of the inside trenches. Let me show you Tyler Biadish so, so you don't look at Travis Frederick, who, of course, was amazing. So these are not the best numbers, but they're not as bad as Tyler Linderbaum's number, numbers are. So there you go. That's Linderbaum's. uh, That was Linderbaum's chart. I I wanted to share that with you because I I thought that was impressive even to me. And I'm all for drafting the the Iowa product. Michael says it's a smokescreen. Dallas doesn't want teams jumping them to get uh, Tyler. I like the optimism, Michael. I really do. Primetime says, great zone blocker, gets to the next level. You can't really name the top five centers in the league without Googling it. You'd take him if he's there. I can see the Eagles taking Linderbaum, says Army Mom. Gregory says, "Mo, what do you think about drafting Adam Anderson, edge rusher from Georgia, if you ignore the red flags? Would you take the chance on him if you were the Cowboys? At 24th. At 24th, no, I would not like drafting Adam Anderson with the 24th overall pick. Kind of hard to ignore the red flags. But if we're talking second round, maybe you can convince me about the that bet. But I also think there will be a lot of options. And maybe I'm being an optimist in thinking that. But if you're not wiped out, I would much rather have Other options that I believe will be in the in the second or the third round. Gregory says the fourth round. Yeah, in the fourth round, I would not mind that pick. Our front office's burner account is not smart enough to give me a (laughs) smokescreen. Well, historically at least, they have not been a smokescreen type of team. To be fair, but anyways, even though. I'm not a huge believer of the Cowboys trading down. I used the Profitable Focus Mock Draft Simulator to do exactly that. I said, you know what? I'm going to trade down no matter what. I'm going to look for the best deal and trade down and see what happens in this mock. And I, hey, it, it's been one of my favorite mocks. I traded down to 32nd with Detroit Lions. I don't know why the Lions would trade down, would trade up, excuse me, from 32 to 24th. But here's what it looked like at the end of it. So four picks in the first three rounds. And we've got Sky Moore at the end of the first round. And to be fair, there were not a lot of options with the 32nd overall pick. So I took Sky Moore kind of knowing, knowing that I would not get him at 56th. Kingsley and Agbury made it to 56th. He's an edge rusher that maybe still needs to develop, especially in the running game. He can be your edge rusher in obvious passing downs. But, but hear me out. The TheDraftNetwork.com has his ideal scheme fit as an edge rusher on a defense that uses multiple defensive fronts. And I think that Queen's defense can be that for Kingsley and Agbury. So I kind of reinforced the trenches for the Cowboys there. And then we got Troy Anderson, the linebacker at 66th. I like this pick quite a lot. I like Anderson. And maybe I'm a little bit biased because I like his story. The fact that he, he was a quarterback, a linebacker, a running back. But also, I look at him as a... Will linebacker for the Cowboys kind of a good compliment to Micah or and maybe a rotational piece with with Jabril Cox he's a sideline to sideline kind of linebacker I love his athleticism so get me Troy Anderson and then in the third round and I don't know because I know Ed Ingram has some off the field issues that I do not like But Ed Ingram was available with the 88th overall pick. And I would be lying to you if I said that I don't believe Ed Ingram can't be a starter right away. I believe that he can. I would be lying if I told you otherwise. So I drafted him. I think he's pro-ready. I think Ingram is actually one of those underrated prospects in this NFL draft because I can see him starting from week one. So my question from me to you guys is what's the highest value pick in this mock draft for you? Troy Anderson is the guy that I got from the trade with the Lions because the Cowboys in this scenario traded the 24th pick to the Lions in return of the 32nd and the 66th. I'm not going to lie. Sounds optimistic to get that kind of value. But I believe... It was made possible because the Lions do not have a lot of picks. They have uh, 66th and 97th after the second round. So maybe that's why we were able to get this one done. Sky Moore's Jeff's in the house, says Iceberg Slim. Sky Moore Anderson is a steal, says Army Mom Heather. I like Anderson at 66th quite a lot. Uh, Ed Ingram says Joseph. That's uh, his. Highest value pick in this mock draft. Michael Beers says, I like this draft because any guard in it will be an upgrade. I agree with that. I also think that has to do with how the Cowboys are standing at such a position. Sky Moore versus Robert Chook. A lot of people think that Sky Moore at 32nd is the most valuable pick. I will not go with it. I will go with Troy Anderson at 66th. Because I like Sky more, at thirty second doesn't feel like a steal to me. I just think it's safe, it's fair value, but I don't think it's, it's a steal. I think that Troy Anderson at sixty six is more of of a steal, to be honest. So hey, a scenario like this could be amazing for the Cowboys. You get to these scenarios by trading down, so that is why everyone wants to trade down. However, my opinion is that it's somewhat optimistic to believe that the Cowboys can maybe pull it off. But anyways, before we get out of here, guys, and do me a favor, if you like the mock draft, hit the like button, share the stream. If you're, new front time, if you're new on ADC Sports Dallas, we are live Sunday through Thursday night, and Skywalker Steel is live Monday through Friday night. By the way, Skywalker Steel joining us Thursday night for a very special show in which we'll, we will Take over the Cowboys as co-general managers and we will fix the Dallas Cowboys. That's what we will do on Thursday night when Skywalker uh, joins the show. And then next week I will be joining his morning show. So stay tuned for that. Hit the like button for that as well. But before we go, there were some Cowboys news for the cornerbacks. They are changing their numbers. Michael Gelkin reported that the Cowboys had announced that Anthony Brown was going to take number three that Jordan Lewis was going to take number two and then this morning Kelvin Joseph made it understood on his Twitter account that he was going back to his number one from Kentucky and that would ha- that would give the Cowboys four the D- five defensive backs excuse me with single digit jerseys Kelvin Joseph wearing number one, Jordan Lewis wearing number two, Anthony Brown with number three, and then Donovan Wilson, six, and Trevon Diggs seven. That would be interesting because the Cowboys will have a lot of single digit jerseys on their defense. The question from me to you is, do you like or dislike this? Do you like or dislike single digit numbers on cornerbacks? I'm reading some of these comments. Iceberg Slim says, Sky Moore is Cole Beasley 2.0. And that's maybe what we don't love about Sky Moore. I, I love Sky Moore. But maybe you don't get to play CD Lamp as much in the slot. Robert Chick says, It doesn't matter. Burner account says, I don't care. Just win. Uh, Michael says, I like it. You know, I posted these news on my Cowboys in Spanish uh, Facebook page and people were freaking out about it and I was wondering if if you guys were on a similar spot because I was surprised by the response of some fans saying things like oh they shouldn't care about this they just should get to training and forget about jersey numbers and all of that and hey it's not like it's going to affect them, but I will. I like it, and here's why. I think there is something to multiple defensive backs making the change together. I think there's some sort of identity feeling going on there as well. And you know, to us fans, maybe it sounds like it's dumb, maybe it sounds like it's silly, but players are really motivated with this kind of stuff. Players are motivated in a lot of weird ways that maybe we don't understand, but. Those things are what got them to the level in which they are. And I remember on the Gridiron Genius book, for example, by Michael Lombardi, and he tweeted out, it's like the t-shirts for the player of the week in practice and things like that. Players don't really care about the the t-shirt, but it's these weird sources of motivations that they get. And I like the idea of them as a group. Wearing single-digit numbers. I think it could work out well for for the Cowboys. And hey, as Gilbert is saying, and many of you guys are saying, as long as they do their job, no one in Cowboys Nation will care. As long as they do their job. And this is the second-best pass defense in the NFL, according to APA Per Play, in 2021. Let the league in takeaways. They were a good defense in a lot of categories, especially versus the pass. Anyways, guys, that will be it for me tonight. Thank you for tuning in to Prime Time. Hope you have a great Tuesday night. Uh, Hit the like button, share the show. If you're new here, make sure you subscribe. And hey, shout out to the podcast audience as well because the live shows, both the Prime Time and the morning show, you can catch on Spotify, iTunes after the streams. So make sure you check that out, subscribe. And if you're listening to the podcast, do us a favor and leave a five-star review. It takes about 10 seconds to do so. You can also do it on Spotify already. So make sure you do that as well. And as always, Primetime brought to you by our friends over at freemanhondai.com. Uh, shout out to Chuck. Uh, thank you to Burner Account, Robert Chook, Gabriel, Gregory, all of you guys who were tonight with me here on the show. I appreciate you and I will see you Tomorrow night, we have the one cool thing. I already know mine, so I'm ready for it. See you guys. Have a good one.